Obesity is a sensitive topic for both clinician and the patient, but it must be discussed and patients should be advised and instructed on this topic. So how do we best approach obesity during an office visit? I'm Dr. Jennifer Cardle, host of Everyday Family Medicine on ReachMD, and joining me today is Dr. Adarsh K. Gupta, Director of the Center for Medical Weight Loss and Metabolic Control and Associate Professor of Family Medicine at Rowan School of Osteopathic Medicine. Dr. Gupta, welcome to Everyday Family Medicine at ReachMD. Thank you, Dr. Kala. We're talking about obesity today, and um, I know that you manage a lot of uh, patients who are interested in weight loss. You have a lot of experience with weight loss medications. What I want to talk about now is, is really as a family doc, as a primary care doctor, how do we work with our patients in the office? You know, first of all, why is it so difficult for, for many physicians to talk about weight loss with their patients? Weight is such a sensitive topic, especially for uh, obese and morbidly obese patients because they sort of get stigma or weight biases at multiple places in their lifestyle. And we would hope that they won't get that in doctor's office, but they get it there too. And it happens in many different ways, the weight issue. And that weight stigma then actually affects further care by this patient to coming to doctor's office. So when we approach a topic of weight issues, of body weight with the patient, we have to be really focusing on those challenges. And it can be challenging for many doctors to discuss health issues with, with, without weight and because you have to think about what kind of language to use. How do you really start the topic? What words should I use so that patient doesn't get offended? Certain words uh, to describe weight may be hurtful and offensive to patients because of their derogatory connotations, because of stigma and blame, and may jeopardize important discussions about health. So to help facilitate patient-provider interaction that are both productive and positive, it is important to use a straightforward language about weight that patients can be comfortable with and may even increase their motivation to lose weight. If individuals feel that they and their children have been stigmatized by a doctor because of their weight, patients won't come to the practice. They would avoid future medical care, and that affects their health. So it's very important for us to focus on that weight issues. And because of those issues involved, it could become difficult for many doctors to talk about weight. That actually stops them addressing those issues. Right. No, I, I think that you're right, and I think that talking about how our patients may feel is Sometimes something I think as physicians we don't always do. You know, I don't know that we're always thinking or talking about how patients may perceive us and, and how they feel when they come to our office and how that affects their health care. And I think this uh, is a really great opportunity to talk about that. So I'm, I'm glad that you're doing this. This is, uh, is really important and a good reminder for us all, I think. Yes, it can be difficult for us to talk uh, about weight loss with our patients. Um, you know, why is it so important that we do have this discussion? You know, what, what's some of the information or the data that, you know, that, that really supports us taking the time to have this conversation? Um. As we know, the obesity or weight loss has been historically and for years addressed, uh, regarded as uh, risk factors for all other metabolic disorders. So whether you have uh, obesity and weight loss, the chances for you to develop other metabolic disorders or functional disorders, such as hypertension, diabetes, hyperlipidemia, or functional disorders such as uh, joint pain, sleep apnea, and even multiple cancers can happen. So it's really important for us to address weight issues in the practice. 
also important when you address overweight and, and, and obese patient practice. You take history about their eating habit, their health risk, their obesity status, what level of obesity, is it really rapidly increasing or slowly increasing, and you analyze the risk and recommend treatment options for these patients. And uh, this makes sure, this actually helps us know this patient's risk profile is going to be reduced. And we do have an opportunities now with anti-obesity medications that we can intervene sooner than later. Instead of patients going on and uh, searching on Google and finding hundreds of things that uh, doesn't have any evidence and may not work except empty their wallet. And it's very important that us, being a physician, address weight issues during every office visit and guide the patients in the right direction and may even offer some treatment options. And it has to be done in such a way that patients feel welcome, patients feel comfortable. And we do need to learn how to talk about weight in a simple way so that it's not derogatory. It doesn't affect uh, the weight stigma, doesn't create the biases so patients feel welcome. Because if we don't focus on those components and patients feel stigmatized, it could be happening anywhere in the healthcare system, they may not reach the healthcare system again. And that's going to really affect all the preventive care for that patient. And that's going to further affect their weight loss issues and affect their cardiometabolic risk and mortality. So from all those reasons, it is very important for physicians to address weight issues during office visit. I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Cottle, and I'm speaking with Dr. Adarsh K. Gupta, Director of the Center for Medical Weight Loss and Metabolic Control. He's also Associate Professor of Family Medicine at Rowan School of Osteopathic Medicine. Uh, so, Dr. Gupta, in the second half, let's talk about, uh, why don't you give us some tangible, practical tips about how to do just what you're recommending. So let's start with how should we as physicians be talking about weight with our patients so they, our patients don't feel stigmatized and that they feel welcome? What's some, um, some practical tips you can give us? Yes, uh, now with the meaningful use in place, we all have to measure patient's BMI. Now once you know the patient's BMI, you have an understanding where the patient falls into. If the patient is normal weight by BMI, overweight, obese, or morbidly obese. And the most important thing to follow, what is the trend? Is he becoming normal to overweight to obese rapidly or slowly, or is changing category? All those points, we really need to intervene. And when we do that, we need to focus on how do I talk about weight issues with the patients? So the most important thing to focus on that you remain very straightforward. It is very important to use a straightforward language about weight that patients are comfortable with. When you talk about diabetes, you don't have to make a connotation. You just say it's straightforward. Your, this is your number, this is where you are, and then you focus on it. The same exact straightforward language should be used about weight also. And this straightforward use as if treating a disease would make them not get a feeling of stigma or bias, but feel more motivated to lose weight. They've done research, and they actually ask many obese patients in terms of which words are hurtful or which words they think are more um, desirable for them. So they found out that the words those were more desired by the patients were weight, excess weight, overweight, or BMI, if you explain what BMI is. But the word that the patients did not find desirable were 
fat, fatness, excess fat, unhealthy BMI, large size, weight problem, heaviness, obesity, morbidly obese, extremely obese. These words, they found, the patients found as not being so desirable. So by knowing this component, it's important that we should focus on those words and use it accordingly. We should focus on using those words uh, like weight, excess weight. So can we talk about your weight today? Uh, uh, what do you think about your weight? Uh, you notice your BMI is going up. What do you think about it? Uh, this kind of words is not so um, have a stigma attached to it and doesn't have any connotations. So those kind of language helps patients get started. And then second step comes down to be is uh, what do you tell the patients so, so that they can lose weight? Just telling the patient, yes, your weight is going up and you need to lose weight doesn't help because what will happen with that, they're going to go on Google and they're going to start doing a search. They're going to start finding hundreds of over-the-counter stuff that has no uh, evidence attached to it. They're going to try them. It's not going to work. They're going to gain, they may lose some weight or they may uh, gain the weight back. So there is no healthy lifestyle component in play with that. You take a pill, you take supplement, and there's hundreds of supplements that people see in the media, on the Internet, and people buy them without thinking about healthy lifestyle. None of those things is going to last. Even if you do lose weight by doing something very drastic diet, you don't know how to maintain that weight. So it's very important for us to let the patients know that our goal and only goal is to control calorie. Now, if you think about many diet programs, such as Genetrack, Nutrisystem, they're giving you calorie-controlled food. Ultimately, everybody is boiled down to calorie control. And if the patient can understand that they can lose weight just by monitoring calorie in their current diet, and they should be eating the food that they like. So that means they learned how to control calorie from the food that they are eating right now. That's going to last longer because there they learn how to control calorie but still enjoying the food. So it's not like a drastic change. Those kind of changes are what we need to emphasize to the patient, let the patient know that this kind of intervention is what's going to last. This is what's going to help you in the long run. Instead of uh, going from diet to diet to diet to diet, just focus on which diet you like that works for you that you can stick to and focus on that. So those things, if you give that along with telling the patient just lose weight, that's helpful. The doctors can have a handout in the practice. They can have a small tool that explains those components. That has more value. So when you talk about weight, we need to talk about weight, but also give them some tool in the hand so they can do something about it. And I think it's interesting, you know, your comments about what language tends to um, uh, bode better uh, with patients, you know, using the terms weight and excess weight as opposed to fat or obesity or morbidly obese. It's very interesting. I think these are great points for us to think about. You know, let's talk a little bit, um, you know, we've talked about language that we may use to make our, to help our patients feel comfortable. We've also uh, talked about tangible suggestions you can give them. You've talked about calorie control um, and the importance of longevity uh, and, and maintaining this. Let's talk about as physicians, you know, what things we can do with our office space to help our patients feel comfortable. What, what are things we can do in the office to help? Yes, uh, I think I, I mentioned the word stigma and weight bias. And many times this stigma is faced in doctor's offices, and it happens without even doctor knowing. Of course, it can happen in the waiting area. It can happen in the 
patient room, and the way it happens is a morbidly obese and obese patient walks into the doctor's office, and as soon as he walks in, he finds there is no place for him to sit because all the chairs have a side rails or there are not so strong chairs, and the patient doesn't want to get embarrassed by doing sitting on a chair and the chair uh, breaks. So he just stands there. And that's, uh, from the start, not a good experience for the patient. When he goes through the patient room and you have a gown that doesn't fit, you have a weight machine that doesn't take his weight, and the other most common factor that's very stigmatizing for patients who are very conscious about their weight is having a weight machine in the hallway. And I've seen that in many practices where they keep the weight machine in the hallway. And by doing so, you are sort of making this person more conscious about the weight. And the worst of all, if the nurse or the MA announces the weight instead of just simply writing it down in the hallway, those are certain very uh, unwelcoming message to the obese and morbidly obese patients. So what should be done is when the patient, if you really want this obese and morbidly obese patient to feel welcome in your practice, which we should focus on because about 68% of the U.S. population is overweight and obese, and we have a category of morbidly obese patients that's on the rise. So we're going to see those patients 100% in our practice. So we need to make sure that our office is welcoming them. And you can do that uh, by doing certain things. Make sure that uh, your weight scale should be located in private area of the office. And it should not be done in the hallway. The weight should not be spoken openly. Just simply write it in the chart. And then they can talk about it in the patient room. Weight should be recorded with, without any judgment and comments. Like when you record a weight, make sure the staff is uh, trained that they don't make any connotation or an expression of surprise or anything like that. That sort of sends uh, sort of a sensitive issue up in the air. In waiting room, it's very important that you have an open armchairs that can support more than 300 pounds. Uh, Form sofas can support more more than 300 pounds and make sure there's about six to eight inches of space between chairs. Uh, they should have a weight sensitive breathing materials, doors and hallways should be able to accommodate large size wheelchairs, walkers, um, bathrooms with split laboratory seats uh, that can um, handle the weight. And uh, even the weight room chairs uh, are, should be strong enough if you do have other chairs. Uh, the bathroom should have properly mounted grab bars and floor mounted toilets, because uh, you don't want to have any of those accidents really traumatize the obese patient's experience. An exam room, the steps should be handled for large, uh, for example, table access, large sizes gowns, large and extra adult, extra large adult and tight blood pressure cuffs, um, white examination tables, and bolted to the floor, and maybe hydraulic tilt tables if you have possible, and sturdy armless chairs. These are certain things that makes uh, this patient welcome and their visit with doctor more comfortable. Dr. Gupta, this has been so helpful. Uh, we have a couple of minutes left in, in the remaining you know, short time. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or things that you would like physicians out there to really keep in mind as they go forward? Uh, one thing that I would really add that uh, it's uh, our responsibility that we do uh, talk about weight issues with the patient because just by us mentioning that weight issue send the message to the patient that it is important to focus on. If you don't even talk about it, don't even mention it, the patients will feel that my weight has no issues, it's fine, my doctor is fine, I'm fine, 
And that's the kind of message we don't understand. We don't have to be any more derogatory or making comments about the weight. Just be straightforward as if you're talking about diabetes, as blood pressure. Same thing about obesity. You're just addressing it like you talk about blood glucose, you talk about BMI, and you give them options. So we do should um, address weight issues with patients at every visit. And we have tools now that we can prescribe the medications and monitor them frequently for at least three months. And if the patient still doesn't lose weight and, lose weight and you still want the patient to lose weight, then you can even refer that patient out to different places where they can get more help instead of just telling them lose weight and they go on Google. Dr. Gupta, this has been quite wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your insights on obesity. Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Cardle, and you've been listening to ReachMD. To download this podcast and others in the series, please visit ReachMD.com Everyday Family Medicine. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Dr. Cardle.